Hey everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In part 6 of the Motion Warp Tracking series, you started an example using motion vectors in a creative way. Instead of tracking to an organic substance like skin, cloth or liquids, you used the motion vectors of one image and applied it to another. So scrubbing the time bar, here you have a couple of dancers filled with animated text and the graphic texture is bending with the movements. In part 7, you'll complete this example by adding in the rest of the elements and applying post-processing effects to finish the look of the composite. If you'd like to follow along, please go back to part 6 to download the media and follow all the steps to get to this point. Now let's add a bit of dimension to this composite by adding in a 3D floor. Swipe back to batch and locate the TIFF file that was part of the downloadable media. Select the Action node and press CTRL-N for a new media input. Connect the source clip into the red front input. Double-click the Action node for its controls and press ALT-2 for a 2-up view. Now you'll use this gradient image as the floor in the 3D composite. Double-click on the Axis node for its controls. Adjust the X rotation to minus 90 degrees. Next, drop the Y position to around minus 345. Finally, disable Scale Proportion and adjust the X scale to 175%. Now there is a render order issue between the image surfaces and you can see that where the feet touch the floor. So swipe down to the Priority Editor and click the Z Sort button. That looks much better. I'd also like you to apply a different blend mode to remove the black in the dancer's mats. Double-click on the first dancer's image object and go to the Surface menu. Change the blend mode from Blend to Max Lighten. Now select the second image object and also change the image blending mode to Max Lighten. Now if you select the result view and press space F4, you can switch to the working camera view. When you orbit the camera with ALT, you can see how the 3D scene is coming together. However, one of the areas that needs work is where the feet meet the floor. It doesn't look too convincing. So you'll fix this using Camera Effects and a Camera Selective. Press F4 to return back to the Camera Result view. Pan the Action Schematic with Space and locate the Camera node in the 3D scene. With the Camera node selected, call up the Contextual menu. Choose Add Camera Effects. In the browser, choose the Stingray Ambient Occlusion. Increase the intensity to your liking. Scrubbing the time bar, you can see how the feet now appear to make contact with the ground. Now one thing that has just occurred to me is as you scrub the time bar to see the dancers move, you will note that there is no motion blur on the distorting graphics. Now the distortions are caused by the motion vectors maps and since you have them, you can use them to create motion blur as well. So select the first dancer's motion vectors map 
and ensure you're looking at the Motion Vectors Controls menu. You need to enable these motion vectors as a render pass. If you didn't do this, the Motion Blur Camera Effect Shader will not work. Select the camera and call up the contextual menu again. Choose Add Camera Effects. This time, choose the Stingray Motion Blur. Looking at the composite, you can see that the motion blur is being added to the dancer and you can adjust the intensity to your liking. Now the motion blur is only being added to the first dancer. To apply to the second dancer, select its motion vectors map and also enable the motion vectors as a render pass. So the camera effects motion blur now affects both dancers. As a side note, if you select the result view and switch to the output menu, you can scroll the Render Pass Output Selections list and choose Motion Vectors. So Action is combining both Motion Vectors maps into a single Render Pass. You could output this back to batch and use it upstream in the flow graph. Press 1 to toggle back to the Comp Output result. Now to finish this off, I'd like you to add some reflections on the floor. You can use a camera selective to do the job. Ensure nothing is selected in the composite and call up the contextual menu in the result view. Choose Selective. In the browser, scroll the list and choose the Stingray Reflections Selective Effects. The selective attaches itself to the camera and you can see the reflections in the result view. Now since you have a pool of light in the middle of the floor and this eventually fades to darkness, I'd like the reflections to match the style. So select the selective one in the on-screen heads-up display and call up the contextual menu. Choose Add Gmask Link and choose Ellipse. Draw a mask around the pool of light on the floor. Now ensure the G-mask is selected and place the cursor over a part of the spline. Call up the contextual menu and choose Add Gradient Point. When the point appears, drag it out and adjust the softness of the selective mask. This tapers the intensity of the reflection as it passes through the feathered gradient. This completes the final look. So during this example, you generated motion vectors outside of action and combined them with other nodes in batch. You then applied the motion vectors to other surfaces using motion warp tracking and this allowed you to warp the text to match the dancer's movements. Finally, you composed everything together in action using camera effects and selectives to develop the final look and feel of the composite. Let's take a look at the final result. So this is one way in which you could repurpose motion vectors for a creative purpose. This is all down to experimenting and I'm sure you'll come up with some incredible results in the Flame products. Please remember to also check out the other features, workflows and enhancements to the Flame 2018.3 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. 
Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos.